You are listening to a partial preview of a premium episode of Blocked and Reported. I really like this one. I had a lot of fun working on it with Katie. Usually working with Katie is a nightmare. It's awful, but th- this time around it was fun. So if you're hearing this, you're on the free feed. You won't hear the whole thing. You should go to blockedreported.org where for just $5 a month and up, you can become a premium subscriber, uh, join our huge community, gain access to all sorts of cool benefits. Foremost among them, three episodes a month like this one each and every month that you will otherwise not be able to hear in their entirety. Either way, hope you enjoy the preview. Thank you. At the moment, people are mad uh, because the Houthis, this group that controls a big and important chunk of Yemen, including the capital Sana'a, they're attacking shipping containers off the coast uh, in the Red Sea and... Um, hijacking some of them these shipping containers they can be used to make airbnbs here in in yemen or in the states in the united states you've never stayed in a shipping container airbnb no i have some tiny houses in my immediate future which i'm excited about in the bay okay so uh this is really disrupting international trade the u.s and other allied nations have struck back at houthi targets to try to address the situation supposedly the houthis are launching these attacks because they're mad about israel's treatment of palestinians Rendering things only this more is like complicated. Their version of shutting down the freeways. They're shutting down the sea lanes by hijacking and firing missiles at ships. Yes, it's very similar. They're both nonviolent yes. forms of civil disobedience. Um, <laughs> Houthi direct action. Rendering things only more complicated is that um, Saudi Arabia had been for many years really viciously bombing Yemen to try to oust the Houthis. There's this. Uh, regional sectarian war involving Iran and blah, blah, blah. There have been massive civilian deaths um, in Yemen. And the Saudis are allies of ours, the U.S., who buy, I guess, more weapons from us than any other country, according to this uh, State Department page I found that I'll link to. So it's 2024. So of course, this was going to culminate in some sort of TikTok controversy because everything does eventually. And sure enough, recently, a young Yemeni kid who he's become an influencer of sorts by posting videos of himself aboard and on a boat nearby the Galaxy Leader, which is a cargo ship, um, I guess, flying under Bahamian colors, um, I guess, for tax purposes. This was seized by Houthi militants in November. I guess it's just sitting there. And if you have a boat, the militants will like let you on board and give you a tour. It sounds kind of fun, actually. Nice. Yeah. You should go Um, visit. So as in, oh, my God, if we could record a live bar pod on the Galaxy Leader. On the boat, yeah. I never thought I'd be on a boat. As The Independent reported, quote, in a video that could be an attempt to echo the dramatic flair of Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean film, (laughs) the attractive, well-groomed Yemeni influencer can be seen posing to the camera as music plays in the background while he holds the national flag and looks out to sea. Introducing himself as the Pirate King, Rashid Al-Haddad's hashtags include hashtag Palestine is our cause and hashtag Abu Obaida, a reference to the military spokesperson for Hamas's Al-Qassam brigades. Despite the group wreaking havoc on the global market by attacking commercial cargo ships crossing the Red Sea in support of Gaza, comments underneath his videos are largely positive or trivial. Trending under hot Houthi pirate... The video has racked up 11 million views on X, aka Twitter alone, with users writing, this man looks like a movie star, and one asking, where can I find those pirates? Asking for a friend. Others have compared him to American actor Timothy Chalamet, while others have expressed support for their cause, with videos of demonstrators singing in protests in the capital, Sanaa, also attracting millions of views and being widely shared across Instagram, end quote. So, of course, um, in much the same way, a controversy like this will end up on TikTok. It will also end up being producing amazing copy via the New York Post. Quote, while the Houthis capture ships in the Red Sea, 19-year-old Rashid al-Haddad has been capturing hearts on social media. 
where he has earned the nicknames Tim Huthi Chalamet, uh, <laughs> his resemblance, I guess, referencing his resemblance to actor Timothy Chalamet, and Jihadi Depp, a nod to Johnny Depp's Pirates of the Caribbean series. Caribbean. Caribbean. <laughs> okay. So there's a lot going on here, and even though you and I are both experts on Yemen's civil war and American and Saudi policy toward Yemen, we're going to mostly skip all that, other than to say the Houthis sometimes receive this sort of like reflected or accidental empathy because the Saudi bombing campaign against the Yemeni people has been horrific. But that doesn't make the Houthis particularly pleasant chaps. They they persecute their um, is is. Islamic fundamentalist Shia group, they persecute religious and sexual minorities, they are involved in the slave trade, and most importantly, they're probably transphobic. I would guess they probably are, yes. Although then again, I mean, Iran, that's one of the best places to be a trans person. True. Uh, so, I, so I've been hearing. Okay, so the Houthis are bad. America is bombing the Houthis. I, I believe we're bombing their military targets um, just to try to reduce their capacity to attack ships and affect the global economy. Um, weirdly, it's... What are they doing with the stuff in the ships? The Houthis? Yeah. Why don't you ask them? Why don't you interview one of them? I mean, I That's assume they're question. taking it and giving it to the just the masses in uh, Sana'a, regardless of what sect they are. They're redistributing it. They're redistributing it. Um, so, yeah, the, the, there's been... We've attacked them. America's attacked them. Other allied nations, I think, are joining in these airstrikes, trying to reduce their military capabilities. And and you see a lot of people, I think, making it out to be like, we're now basically launching a war on Yemen or opening up like a real new front in what's going on in Israel and Palestine, which have you seen like... I've, I've seen discourse suggesting like this is basically going to spark World War Three, or it's just like some crazy abuse of U.S. military power, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, and I guess I just sort of... Have you seen, like, lefties on Twitter explain what we should do if ships are being attacked in the Red Sea? <laughs> Offer solutions? Yeah, yeah. No, no, Jesse, I have not seen that. That doesn't happen. <laughs> this is just one of those moments where I feel very old because I'm sort right. of like, I don't, I don't want any civilians to die but you know what else can also kill civilians is firing missiles at and hijacking right. ships so i guess i'm confused exactly what i'm supposed to be mad about if the response has been the people on these ships are probably not americans the workers on these ships <laughs> they're, they're, who do you think like right. works on a cargo ship right. and, like do you think they deserve to be hijacked yeah, or have shit it's probably blasted karen's. At them? it's probably karen's it's probably karen's yeah. I, weirdly, I, I found this group, the Alliance for Workers' Liberty. It's like a radical socialist group in the UK. They they printed what seemed like a very sane article about this. They concluded, moreover, and most importantly, just because the Houthis are being bombed by the US does not mean that should qualify them for our support. They are a right-wing Islamist fundamentalist group with a horrific track record on human rights. Um, I should say that track record includes like the persecution of minority groups and actual slavery, which I've learned thanks to... Uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones and the New York Times, slavery was bad. I, had, I hadn't realized that before. Or I thought it was bad until the Houthis did it. I'm sure that part of the reason that people are enamored with this is, is, is just out of pure ignorance. They don't actually understand what these groups stand for. I mean, same thing with Hamas. And, but another part is probably just, you know, common enemy politics. America is my enemy, you know, says the leftist sitting at home tweeting on an iPhone. And America is also the enemy of the hot Yemeni pirate. Therefore, we are allies. It's not very sophisticated thinking. It's not, and and this attracts like a lot of like tanky Twitter, like this really 
I mean, I, I say I was going to say radical left sack. Really, it's 15-year-olds tweeting on Twitter. They have no real world power, but they have such psychotic views when it comes to like common enemy politics and anti-Americanism that these are folks who will, you know, if push comes to shove, support the Chinese Communist Party or, or support yeah. even North Korea. Um, and Yeah, these are the people who think Mao was good, actually. Yeah. Um, so... This video goes super viral. Rashad Al Haddad gets 15 minutes of internet fame. He probably could not have expected growing up right. in Yemen. He should try. He should really leverage this and and try to get asylum in the U.S. and move into an influencer house in L.A. I'm sure he'll be granted asylum swiftly after being filmed aboard a hijacked <laughs> pi- uh, ship. As f- he'll he'll get the hot visa. <laughs> the hot That's visa. The one that Melina. What's her name? Melania. Melania Trump. That's the one she got. The hot visa is a really good idea. I mean, we could use an <laughs> influx of um. Okay, so as far as I can tell, everyone's response online, like a lot of it, was just being as provocative as possible. On the left, of course, they're holding him up as this heroic freedom fighter, like a, the pirate king he wants to be known as. Uh, how awesome is it that this handsome Tim Houthi Chalamet is fighting the good fight against Israel? Again, it's unclear how this will affect Israel. Um, a lot of people who hate annoying left-wing accounts, meanwhile, have dug up some of this kid's old tweets, which are posts. <laughs> oh, no, the, the pirate got milkshake ducked. The pirate got milkshake ducked, but he's a I'm fucking... I'm so shocked that the fundamentalist Islamic pirate has problematic But that's the other thing. I, I could be missing something, and I hope I'm not overcut, like taken by reporting here. I don't even think he's a Houthi. I think he's just some 19-year-old kid who posts a lot and went out to this boat. I don't think he was involved in hijacking it. The hijacking of it, according to the, the Wikipedia page on oh, this ship, the hijacking he's a was, tourist. I think he's a, a, a terrorism tourist. The hijacking oh, involved shit. a military helicopter and like actually train a trained yeah. Houthi brigade of some sort. He um, doesn't have the face for that. No, no. The, he, this kid has a future in like acting or the performance, like a, a soft hand type of, occupation yes. he's not he's not hijacking yes. again anyone he's not hijacking anything except women and gay men's hearts to be honest Dude, the uh the actual pirates must be just pissed about this I know. stolen valor again i could have missed some reporting but my sense is he's really just taking these these doing these selfie videos on the ship around the ship i don't think he was has been involved in any terrorism but because tankies are so annoying people are then being like why are you supporting a terrorist? Why are you supporting a kid who did gross tweets? Guys, he did gross tweets because he fucking grew up in Yemen and he's 19. What were the gross tweets? Did he tweet something about Leah Thomas? Okay, so a lot of stuff has been deleted at this point. I saw screenshots floating around of him just having posted gross things in the past. I'm not going to specify in part because I don't know exactly what's real at this point and in part because like he's he's 19 years old and he grew up in Yemen and basically anything he tweeted... I will say he's 19 year old and he grew up in Yemen. I'm sorry. Do you think he needs to be reeducated is what you're saying. He needs to go to a nice Hebrew school and be taught about how Israel is the (laughs) eternal home of the Jews. No, I just, I'm not sorry. I'm not like, there's very little this kid could do where I'd be like, yes, let's shame him for it. This is such a weird situation and he did not expect to become an influencer. I just, I have a lot of empathy for him. All he was doing was trying to go visit the pirate ship. Come on. Any of you listening, you're 19 years old. You have access to a boat. You can row out to a ship that's been hijacked by pirates and hang out with the pirates. 
are you doing that? Of course you're doing that. It's not a of geopolitical. Course. And yes, you're digging the tunnels. Of course yes. you're digging the tunnels. There's also tunnels in Brooklyn. This is what people do. We are ants. And pirates. We're pirates and ants. Anyway. Okay. Part Another reason this kid got so much attention on top of its inherent weirdness and deep 2024-ness was that one of the most popular streamers on the planet... Hassan Piker did a live interview with Al Haddad. What what do you know about Hassan Piker going into this little story? He's very big physically and metaphorically, and he's is very... he big? is he physically big? Oh, he's huge. You've seen him? How tall? I've, I've I seen don't him. Know. When have I seen him? I've only seen him sitting down, hunched in front of a computer, saying dumb shit. You can tell from him sitting that he's giant. No, you can't. Maybe he just has uh, small furniture around him. Uh, I, I have tried to watch his stream a couple of times, including today. <laughs> I, I lasted about four minutes. He's apparently like the voice of the generation. I don't know a generation. <laughs> I know. We're so He's fucked. so we're dumb. So... At least the four minutes that I watched today were so dumb. He's also the son of, what's his name, from the Young Turks, the guy who ran for Nope. Or no, I'm sorry. He's nephew. the nephew. J- J- ne- he's, a ne- he's a Nepo nephew. He got his start on the Young Turks, right? Senek Ungers. Yep. Uh, that's probably not how you say his name. Chink. Uh, is that how you say his name? Chink? Jesus. No, bleep that. Chink. Oh, really huge difference. Uh, so he is his nephew. He got his start on the Young Turks and he's hot and he like parlayed that into streamer fandom and he streams for an am- like all day every day and I, actually i watched his i watched part of his stream when i was working on the um ice poseidon episode and a lot of it was him like eating cereal and just like <laughs> blabbing about what was on the news it was, this was not high quality content and i was just really shocked at how successful he is at whatever this thing is that he does we grew up with like larry king we grew up with like real media this is the kids these days also very hot <laughs> I, um I don't know why you're saying he's like really big. I'm at least as tall as him, and you refer to me as a small woman a lot of the time. Okay, he's muscular, and he's like, well, he's definitely over 200 pounds. And you might be over so 200 I. pounds, but it's not I'm, muscles. How do you know? When's the last time you saw me in person, dude? I don't need to see you in person to know that you are not built like Hassan Piker. I'm, I'm sorry. How do you know that I haven't started a new workout regimen and I'm sitting here just jacked as hell? You don't know that. Moving on. Let's... No, I'm dropping. I'm dropping a pick in the chat. Hold on, just click on it. <laughs> it's I fucking knew it. It's Hassan Piker. He's a he's a large, handsome man with a brain the size of a small pea. Not a regular size pea. A small pea. I'm a large, less handsome man with a arguably average size brain what's wrong with that just continue that's what i know about him we need He's pirates and ants okay um yeah he got his start on the young turks uh, i'm guessing his connection to chank unger didn't hurt um he's now a spectacularly successful leftist political youtuber uh streamer twitcher also he puts his stuff on youtube over time he's gotten seems to have gotten more and more radical um he's he's so popular that he was actually part of the richer he gets the more radical he gets the more socialist he gets right he was every every once in a while there'll be a some like massive controversy because it turns out that he bought a three million dollar mansion in la or something like that yeah which i mean shouldn't if i had an audience like that um totally i'd have several of them I would I actually wouldn't. I would buy lots of shitty houses around the country that I have to drive back and forth to. That really seems like what you would do. That's what I'm doing. So, yeah, he's he's so popular now. He was part of a group of streamers that famously played Among Us with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar. Uh, both of them, you'll know them as former BarPod uh, co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, another Twitch, another streamer, 
Destiny, who I think you guys are all familiar with by now, his community knows a ton about the lore and drama surrounding streamers. That's doubly true in this case, because as Destiny's fans tell it, at least, Piker got his start in streaming in part because of Destiny and at one point truly looked up to him. Um, now, as you mentioned, Pike, Piker's uncle is also Cenk Unger and he worked for the Young Turks. And he did. And he did. Hassan come out during like the Bernie bro time was he a big bernie bro it seems like he would be yes so as destiny folks tell it um i mean now he's a he's a stalin bro but he was a bernie bro yeah um but as destiny's fans tell it like destiny really did help him cross over from uh, the young turks into twitch streaming which is an overlapping but different skill set yeah it's his fault um then piker became and they were they were friends they hung out in person then piker became more and more obnoxiously leftist and edgelordy as the years passed and cared less and less about the truth of what he was saying again this is the destiny fan viewpoint the two had a serious falling out in part over a debate i haven't watched that but that will link to in which destiny accused piker of like spreading misinformation about kamala harris and not caring because yes he was a a bernie guy um there's so much backstory here about Hassan and Destiny. I will list link to a post I did to the Destiny subreddit, which generated all, an, just a boatload of lore. I'm also going to give away some free subs at random to um, Destiny subredditors because I just I appreciate their help in preparing these episodes. So I'll, ju- I'll just give a couple highlights um, from over the years at the kind of stuff Hassan Piker has said. Um, U.S. Uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw, one who's blind. famously blind in one eye, uh, served in Afghanistan. Piker said about Crenshaw, quote, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Didn't he go to war and like literally lose his eye because some Mujahideen, a brave fucking soldier, fucked his eye hole with their dick? That's evocative. Yeah. It's evocative. I think he's a he's an imaginative guy. Did that happen to Dan Crenshaw? <laughs> it must have been a pretty um, small. Piker dick. did say something that I know you'll agree with. Quote: America deserved 9-11. He, he sounds like me in 2001. So, yeah, this led to him having to sort of apologize on the Young Turks. Um, now... The level Wait, of his so he in- said this while he was employed, while he had a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, during this, this, this is one part. I just want to read one part from his Wikipedia page. It, it's sourced and everything. You can check it if you want. During the first 2020 United States presidential debate on September 29th, Piker had over 125,000 viewers watching his commentary of the broadcast, the highest viewership of the debate on Twitch, dot, dot, dot. Piker's stream covering the results of the 2020 U.S. presidential election peaked at 230,000 concurrent viewers and was the sixth most watched source of election coverage across YouTube and Twitch, comprising almost 5% of the market share. I think it's very hard for those of us who don't watch streamers, political streamers, to understand what a big deal folks like Hassan Piker are to young people. Like, this is what they're growing up with. This is how they spend their free time. This is what they talk about with their friends, how they learn about the world. As always, we should be clear, we are not mostly talking about young people who have to work two jobs and help their ailing mother. It's like, I think it's very much concentrated among people from backgrounds like ours. There's, there's nothing inherently wrong with young kids sitting around watching people talk about politics. It mm-hmm. could be good. The problem is that Piker just doesn't really give a shit about the truth and just says genuinely awful and dehumanizing things about his perceived enemies. One example came during a show he used to co-host with uh, e- Ethan Klein, another big streamer. Katie, just click that link and listen listen to the first bit. And Ethan Klein, he's pretty terrible, right? <laughs> am, I, am I mistaking who someone else? Well, he's terrible, but I think he's also, for reasons we'll, you'll about, you're about to hear, has realized that lefty yeah. YouTube and streaming culture is also terrible. I can't remember why I think he's terrible. It had something to do. I think he was. No, he was. He was. He was. Don't worry. I can't remember either. I, he might have also been been a big part of the like campaign to get Joe Rogan off of Spotify. 
I don't know. It, you know, the important thing is we have knee-jerk responses to people that we remember being bad, and we just, yeah, he was bad. He was bad. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, let's watch it. Technically, the, the reason why the IDF has to exist in the West Bank and behave in the oppressive manner that they behave is because Palestinians, and this is going to sound very radical and possibly very violent, but this is a matter of law, and maybe even if you agree with this, a matter of morality. Palestinians uh, have the, the legal ground to violently seize back their own homes from the settlers. This is a reality. And that is precisely the reason why they have to exist under endless occupation in the West Bank. You know Bank. what? And that's why I say if it was settlers, that would be a lot more understandable. Yeah. But let's not obfuscate. Okay? I understand what you're saying. But this dude just called babies militants. No, I, I understand. And there are baby settlers as well. But there are baby settlers as well. There are babies in the settlements. But the babies that killed, weren't they were not. I know. Okay, so, 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 so here, here's now that we establish that, yeah. no, no. This was October 12th, um, uh, you know, so five days after the attacks from Hamas. Now, some people are spreading a version of this that leaves out that he's talking about the West Bank. I don't want to do the kind of thing Hassan Piker would do. Um, Mm -hmm. The West Bank, I'm against, I'm both very much against violent resistance and think it doesn't help the Palestinian cause. In the West Bank, at least, you can say Israel is, in fact, occupying the West Bank. Obviously, the attack Mm -hmm. came from Gaza, which Israel blockades but is not blah 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 baby settlers is regardless we're talking about fucking we're talking about babies um so that that could be a tv show baby settler oh my god a reality show you take a bunch Mm -hmm. of israeli babies you give them a new settlement Mm -hmm. and just see what kind of society they create in the west bank yeah yeah um this is the kind of shit hassan piker says his all his chat his followers they're like notoriously disgusting. I saw some really bad stuff, just what they said, basically supporting the attack. Ethan Klein basically ended this show he did, The Leftovers with Hassan, um, I think in part because of the kind of stuff Hassan's followers were saying after October 7th. Is he Jewish? Ethan Klein, is Ethan Klein Jewish? No idea. <laughs> My name is Katie Herzog, okay? Herzog. <laughs> I strongly suspect Ethan Klein is Jewish, but I don't see race or ethnicity, so I'm not going to Google it. Judging by his his face shape, I'm going to Katie- Nope. (laughs) Caliper Katie back again. Um, I try to view people as nuanced, textured humans and give them the benefit of the doubt. I try to go the John Ronson approach, but Hassan Piker just comes across as a guy who will say anything to be provocative and basically garner the approval of left-wing streamer uh, viewers who are just some of the dumbest, worst, often youngest people on the internet. Um, He's built up obviously a huge audience doing so. There's There's a huge market for what he's selling and it's largely very gross so and this is very lucrative i can't even think about i'm actually curious these sites are never right income hassan piker i mean you're yeah they're never right you can look at the when you when he streams just look in the background lots of very expensive toys the guy loves his toys yeah i'm seeing uh, i mean there's an estimate a million to million and a half just through like his twitch activities which be a would be a fraction of what you can get from everything i mean when you have an audience that big um okay so it makes sense that hassan given the opportunity to interview rashid al-haddad the um tim houthi chalamet he took it now i mean first question to you what do you think about interviewing a kid who like did selfies of himself on a hijack ship 
Uh, I mean, I'm fine with that. I don't have any ethical qualm- qualms with it. I don't think he would be a particularly interesting person to interview. I mean, if he Ooh. was just sort of a bystander here, you could interview him about his life in Yemen. That might be interesting. Find yeah. out how he feels about these issues. But it's if he's just a tourist on a boat, wouldn't you rather interview the actual pirates themselves? Yeah, that was gonna be, well, okay. First of all, I disagree with you. I'll get back to that. I was going to ask you. But yeah, I, I was going to ask you if you'd be comfortable interviewing an actual terrorist. And of course, your answer is yes, because yeah. you're a journalist. Of course, you'd want to interview a terrorist if you could. Um, right. The reason I think it'd be interviews, this is a 19-year-old kid who found himself on a hijacked ship. Like He probably has a pretty interesting story of how he got there and what his life is like. And you're just, you have a chance to talk to someone in front of a huge audience who like, how often do we hear about the lives of random kids in Yemen who are 19? Sure, that's true. But my point is that you have actual pirates on the ship. Don't you think that's more interesting than the kid who rode out to check it out for an afternoon? I do. I do. But this was the guy. Yeah. yeah. But this is the guy who became internet famous. But those guys aren't hot. They're probably pretty weathered. Pirates. If you've seen pirates, um, pretty weathered. Well, they also, they only have one leg. <laughs> they have, also, their parrots won't shut up, which screws up the audio. <laughs> the, parrots, the parrots shit all over their shoulders. Um, okay. So... I think this interview could be interesting. The problem is the interview Piker did, or at least the 30-minute cut of it that he posted to YouTube is so dumb and insipid and masturbatory that it should be shown as like a how-not-to video for journalists. I mean, not that Piker is a journalist per se, but the main goal for here is just for Hassan Piker to sort of jerk off his audience. Like... It's a and big, himself. And himself. It's a big audience. He's got, it's weird. It's crazy. He's got, you know, he's actually got his dick in one of his hands mm-hmm. and then a bowl of cereal in the other. Yeah. It's a big audience. So it's a lot of people to jerk off. But if anyone can pull it off, yes. Hassan Piker can. Um, he, he has lots of hands. He is not particularly interested in Rashid Al-Haddad's life. He's very interested in using Al-Haddad to show that Piker is on the yes. right side of history and has the correct radical chic politics about Yemen and shipping containers and Israel and America. He's also obsessed with cot, the stimulant um, chewed over there uh, by Yemeni and many other people. So, for example, yeah, it's like go it's ahead. like you meet an American and you start asking them about the meth. Are you into meth? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah. Um, okay. For example, let me just give some. We're going to drop a few clips here. Not. Don't worry. We won't drown you in them. For example, here's Piker asking um, Al Haddad if he has seen this one particular anime called One Piece. So Piker, uh, just so you know, Piker was using a translator throughout this interview. We're going to cut out the translator translating the questions into Arabic and talking to Al-Haddad, uh, as well as Al-Haddad's voice speaking Arabic. All you'll hear is Piker uh, asking the questions in English or talking, and then Al-Haddad's translator answering in English. So Katie, let's drop this first clip. Okay, this is a stupid question. Okay, you can preface it with that. Does he, wa- does he know what one... That's it. That's all you get. That's your free preview. I hope you enjoyed it. Go to blockedandreported.org if you want to hear the whole thing.